The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. I'm back. Thank you so much for all of the emails and messages and comments on social media asking if and when the podcast was coming back. It means so much to me that this show means so much to you, that you find it helpful enough that you reach out and uh, make sure that we are still doing it. And we are, we're back. I had such a wonderful winter break. I didn't get as much done as I had planned, which is always the case, right? But it felt good to have just a lighter schedule for a little bit. And I'm back rested and ready to talk about all things style. Like I mentioned last week in my quick update episode, we've got some fun shows lined up for this season that I hope that you love. And today we are kicking it off with everyone's favorite episodes, Spring Trends. When I announced my break last December, I told you that I would be back for this episode and I got in just under the wire, didn't I? I put out that quick little cheater episode last week to let you know about a couple of things that were coming up, um, especially the spring capsule guide. And friends, it is here. It's officially released. You can grab it if you'd like. If you want the shortcut to figuring out how to work these current trends into your existing wardrobe, the capsule wardrobe guide will do exactly that for you. Some of the trends that we're talking about today are included as well as some that we're not covering, but the way that we lay it out and show you piece by piece how to incorporate these trends into what you already have makes it super easy to stay looking current without a lot of guesswork. Also, we've gotten a lot of questions about the bonus color palettes that we included for winter. Everyone wanted to know if we're doing them again for spring, and the happy news is yes, we are. Again, we're offering you 12 alternative color palettes that have been professionally designed for each of the 12 color types. You guys raved about this bonus last season because it makes it so easy to figure out how to switch our color palettes to suit your individual coloring best. And we're really excited to be able to include them again this season. I just want to be really clear. You don't get a whole separate capsule with your coloring, but we do show you if you don't want to use our six colors, here are the six that would work best for your color type and you can switch them out. All right, so if you've been waiting for the spring capsule guide, it is out right now. You can head to our website or the show notes and get your copy. And I can't wait to meet you in the Facebook community. One thing I love about having our capsule community is that I get to put faces to names of the people who email and message us. I get to know our podcast listeners. I get to see your style journeys. And it's just really fun for me to be able to connect with you. So I'd love to see you there. All right, before we talk about the trends, you know, I have to give you the trend disclaimers and here they are. Number one, 
Not every trend is for you and that's okay. Some trends don't fit your style guideposts. Feel free to skip them. Some trends won't be best for your body shape or they won't make you feel your best. Skip those too. But before you dismiss every trend, just straight out of hand, remember that dismissing every new thing you see with, oh, that's so ugly. I'd never wear that. I'm too old for that is a really limiting mindset and a one-way ticket to a dated wardrobe and a style rut. Give your eyes time to adjust to new silhouettes. It takes some time, especially after living in the skinny world for so long to be living in the flare world. It takes a little bit of time for our eyes and our minds to catch up. And instead of just saying, "Ugh, it's all ugly. I don't want to wear it. Ask yourself what new things you do like or what you do like about a certain piece. Those questions are a lot more helpful and they'll help your eyes adjust a lot faster. Number two, the trends we talk about on these episodes are meant to help my regular everyday Lindas who I adore so much to help them look and feel more current. I share the trends that I think are wearable for most women. We're talking about what to wear to the office or the grocery store or, you know, the occasional date night, not what you're wearing to the hottest clubs or to sit front seat at a New York fashion week show. If that's your jam, I am impressed. And there are so many podcasts and resources out there to help you on that style journey. This style journey and this podcast is for my regular people just trying to have a little bit more style in their everyday life. As you know, I'm the queen of the regular people and I don't pretend to be anything other than that. Number three, and finally, we're not covering all the trends today. There's so much out there. So if you're like, she didn't mention neon yellow. Yep. True. We just don't have time. So we're highlighting a few. If we've missed one that you've been seeing a lot, that's probably why just either it, it, I don't think that it's wearable for a lot of women, or we just don't have time to cover it. We put more trends in the capsule than we have time to talk about on our show. But I just want to bring you a few that I think are easy for just regular everyday Lindas to have a little bit more style and keep their wardrobes looking fresh. All right, let's get into it. The big story is the same story I've been sharing for the last few trend episodes that we've done. The 90s vibes just won't quit. They are hanging on strong. Tops are still short, pants are still wide, and I don't see that changing anytime soon. But we're starting to see some early 2000s look creeping in as well. The other day I was in the car with my daughter and a couple of her friends and they were talking about Y2K fashion. It was absolutely hysterical. It was a completely surreal moment for them to be coveting the things that I used to wear. And I know that you moms who have gone before me have experienced this, but this was a first for me and I just I it was everything I could do to keep from laughing at it. So we went to this little boutique and the girls were crazy for these tiny butterfly hair clips. I know that some of you know what I'm talking about. It brought me back big time. This shop was fun because the ground floor had new things while upstairs was thrift and vintage. There were so many items on both floors that were just crazy similar, like little baguette bags and leather blazers, satin shirts, cargo pants. It was just a crazy time warp for me. But what struck me was how terrible the vintage fabrics felt. And I know a lot of you are vintage lovers. Hats off to you. But 
like the shirts were scratchy and stiff. I did not want to put them on. Give me the new stuff any day. I got to be honest. I feel like we've come a long way, baby, in the fabric department. And this is just one more reason not to hang on to your current things in hopes that you or your daughter will want to wear them one day. Anyway, we're going to get more into the specific styles from the 90s and the 2000s in just a little bit. But remember, just because you wore it before doesn't mean you have to wear it again, but it also doesn't mean you can't wear it again. It's all in how you style things. I know I've talked before about a trend garnish versus a trend salad, but let's talk about it again and give you a little refresher. When you are young, you can wear all the trends at once. You can wear the trend salad. You can wear the flare jeans, baby tee, and butterfly, mini butterfly hair clips. And it doesn't look silly. It looks right. It looks like that's what you're meant to do. As we age, though, incorporating a throwback piece or, you know, a trend into a more modern, classic, elevated outfit, just a little trend garnish, is a great way to stay current without looking like you're trying too hard or like you got stuck in a time machine. So if you are aging, think about going from trend salad to trend garnish. And if you're in the stories and you're like, I can't wear any of this, I can't wear anything, remember, just work the current things into your existing wardrobe. You're going to look a little more current and fresh without looking like you're wearing a trend salad. All right, I'm going to issue a challenge to you ladies of a certain age. I'm one of you. If you're listening to this, I want to challenge you to find a style or a piece that you loved in the 90s or the early 2000s and work it into your grown-up wardrobe. I want you to have fun with it and be sure to let me know on Facebook or Instagram what you chose and how you felt. If you want to take a picture and tag us, we would love that. It's Everyday Style with Jen. Okay, let's get into specifics of trends for spring 2022. Let's start like we always do with the colors of the season. As you know, in these episodes, I like to share the trending colors, the colors that are having a moment. The reason for that is that color is the easiest way to make your wardrobe look fresh and current, and colors don't really go out of style. It's a win-win. This is another season where colors are kind of all over the place, which from a consumer standpoint is a great thing. It means that if pastels are best for you, you can find pastels. If brights are better for you, great, they're out there too. There are some stores like Madewell, J. Crew, Banana Republic that are still showing a lot of earthy neutrals. So if that's your jam, you're all good. But overall, bright, happy, springy colors are the thing. If I had to pick a few colors of the season, I would pick blue, green, pink, and red. When it comes to blues, we're seeing everything from light, light baby blue to medium French blue to bright royal blue and navy. Even the normally neutral stores like Banana Republic are featuring lots of blue, especially bright blue. When it comes to both pink and green, we're seeing some hues at both ends of the spectrum, some really light pinks and greens and some dark saturated hues that kind of look like a carryover from winter. But for the most part, what we're seeing is right in the middle of the spectrum, bright, again, bright, happy, springy color. When it comes to red, there's mostly true red out there, but we're also seeing some orangey red, almost corally colors coming up too. I just read an article last week that was talking about the color tomato soup. And to me, that's a little bit sort of washed out, but they meant like a really 
orangey red color. So think either true red or tomato soup. Friends, I want to take this opportunity to remind you that if you don't know what colors you look best in, you owe it to yourself to figure it out. Knowing your best colors is a simple way to narrow your choices and be strategic about what you're buying. It makes building a perfect for you wardrobe so much easier. In the show notes on our website, on the on this episode's page, I'm going to put a couple of our favorite resources for finding your best colors. I'm going to post a do-it-yourself option and a done-for-you option. So depending on how much you like to figure things out on your own and how much you like to spend on them, you can find the right thing for you. And as always, remember, if you love a color that doesn't love you back, you've got two options. The first one is wear it anyway. You don't have to dress your best 100% of the time. Wear what makes you happy. That is the number one style rule and really, frankly, the only one that you need to follow. So that's option one. Option two is wear it away from your face. Your pants can be any color. When we talk about best colors, we're talking about what you wear right next to your face. So if you love bright yellow, but bright yellow doesn't love you back, just buy bright yellow pants, buy bright yellow shoes, buy a bright yellow handbag. Just keep what you are wearing close to your face, your best colors, if that is something that's important to you. Let's move on and talk about patterns for spring. There are three big patterns that I want to talk about. Stripes, floral, and gingham. I always feel like saying stripes and floral for spring is kind of a Captain Obvious moment, but they're so big this season that they are worth mentioning. When it comes to stripes, every spring you'll find so many thin, classic Breton stripes, but this season, big, wide rugby stripes are the thing. It takes me back to my first day of seventh grade when I wore my green and white striped Benetton rugby shirt and green chinos tight rolled at the ankle. Oh, I loved that outfit. Anyway, rugby stripes are back and and thank you for the trip down memory lane. I think this trend is going to be tough for some women because conventional outdated wisdom says that women shouldn't wear horizontal stripes because they make you look wider. You know, if you've listened to my show, especially the episode on fact-checking internet advice, that that isn't always the case. What you need to keep in mind is that the wider the stripe, the more of a widening effect it will have. So yes, that rugby stripe will have a more widening effect effect than a classic thin Breton stripe. But does that mean that all women should avoid rugby stripes? Nope, not at all. There are some women whose upper halves are smaller than their lower halves and a rugby stripe sweater will give them the perfect balance. There are rugby stripe skirts out there that would be great for women who have the opposite body shape. We have to stop looking at a piece of clothing as just objectively good or bad for everyone and start looking at what those pieces do do and the effect that they will have on your individual body. Following one size fits all style rules just doesn't make sense because everybody is built different. Floral is another, well, duh, it's spring pattern, but it's out there big time. So wanted to include it. I've come across a lot of dense, smaller scale florals. That seems to be the thing, but I have seen plenty of large scale patterns as well. It's really just your choice, your aesthetic. And again, just like stripes, what are your goals for dressing your body shape? One thing we talk about in the dress your body shape 
class is what dense non-repeating patterns do for your body versus large or sparse or repeating patterns. Just like with stripes, you can't dismiss all patterns or all large patterns. You have to know what they do and where to use them on your body to reach your goals. The last pattern of the season is gingham. We've seen a lot of this over the last few springs and summers, mostly summers, but it is everywhere this season. As we were shopping for the capsule guide links, we came across gingham shoes and pants and handbags, blazers, you name it. It's not just for tops and picnic dresses anymore. The only thing I would add about gingham is that this one lends itself to a classic preppy aesthetic. If that's your style, have at it. If that's not one of your style guideposts, will you really wear it? Okay, there are a few key styles and silhouettes that are trending this spring that I want to chat about, and let's talk about tops first. I went back and looked at my notes from the Winter Trends episode where I predicted that smocked and corset tops would be big for spring, and I was right. I love to be right. So many tops out there with a fitted or smocked bodice and puff sleeves for spring. If you've got curves that you want to highlight, this is a great way to do it, especially those smocked tops that really are, are form-fitting and, and just show off your curves. This is definitely one of those late 90s early 2000s looks that is back. Another throwback style in tops is the baby doll or tiered top. Again, I think a lot of women are going to struggle with this one or dismiss it entirely. But if this is a look that you like and you want to try, go for it. The placement of the seams or the tiers, as well as the volume of the item can make a big difference. Necklines, after a few seasons of nothing but high necks, Necklines are getting a little bit more varied. For spring, we're seeing a lot of open necklines like Sweetheart and Square. It's a nice change from all the high necks. I have seen more uh, boat neck, bateau neck as well. So if you have been struggling with the really high closed neckline, this season will be a breath of fresh air for you. The other thing we're seeing a lot in the neckline area is collared tops. They are big. We're seeing like the old school short sleeve polo shirts to sweaters and sweatshirts with big collars, um, dresses with collars. Collars are a big deal. Now, when it comes to sleeves, if you were hoping for a break from ruffles and puff sleeves, well, better luck next season, friend. They are still going strong, but it does look like drop shoulders. The drop shoulder trend might be lightening up a little bit. I don't want to jinx myself, but this is one I am ready to say goodbye to. There's still a lot of them out there, but it doesn't feel like everything, every top and dress has a drop shoulder this season. It's time to move on from that. Button down shirts are having a moment and I got to say, I love this trend. This piece is super versatile. You can wear it open or over a tank or a tee, or you can layer it under a sweater or just tuck it into a pair of white jeans. It always looks polished and classic and it's such a wardrobe workhorse. By the way, I know everyone calls these shirts a 
button downs, but that's actually incorrect. They should be called button ups or button fronts. A button up shirt or a button front is any shirt that has buttons that go all the way up from hem to collar. A button down shirt is the same thing, except it has buttons on the collar that can be buttoned down, hence the name. This is actually a term that's a lot more common in men's clothing. So while I know the difference and now you know the difference, most everyone in the world calls the classic dress shirt style a button down. Anthropology has a whole category of button downs and not one of them is actually a button down. I believe in using terms that people know and can Google. So there you have it. We're going to call it a button down, even though it's a button up or a button front. Let's move on to pants. When it comes to pants, the legs just keep getting wider, the thighs are getting baggier, the pants are just getting bigger. Slim and straight legs have most definitely replaced skinnies, especially in dress pants. I have seen more boot cut and trouser pants this season than I have in the last, I don't know, decade. It's the same with jeans, flares, boot cuts, wide legs, cropped wide legs, cropped flares. That is what we are seeing this season. Can you still wear your straight legs that you finally bought last season? Of course you can. Can you still wear your skinnies that you just really won't part with? Absolutely you can. But there are other more current looking styles out there. Spring is a great time to experiment with different jean and pant silhouettes because shoes are less tricky. But keep in mind with these wider styles, pools of fabric from your pants being too long will kill your look in an instant. I know I talked about this last trend episode, but it's, it's still true. Pants that are too long make you look dumpy and frumpy no matter how stylish the pieces are. So make sure you're shopping and getting dressed with a critical eye and really paying attention to your pant length. I really believe one reason that skinnies were as popular as they were for as long as they were was that the length was easier to work with. And if they were jeans, you could just roll them up if they were a little bit too long, right? It was self-tailoring. In 2003, 2004, I was working for a chain of high-end boutiques, and this is when premium denim was all the rage. Women would buy two pairs of the exact same jeans, and they would have one hemmed for heels and the other hemmed for flats. We're kind of there again. Obviously, ankle-length pants solve everything, but if you're going full length, be aware that they don't work the same with all of your shoes. Now, speaking of 2004, I'm going to say something that I wish I never had to say, but I have to say it. Here it is. Low rise is back, baby. Good Lord. Why? Why are we doing this? Now, for some of you, this is really good news. For some women, low rise fits and flatters best. For other women who are loving the high rise, it's not so such good news. However, I say this a lot, but my favorite thing about fashion right now is that whatever you want, whatever you need, it's out there. It might take a little more work to find it, but it's out there. As fashion has evolved over the last few decades, we've seen a dilution of trends, meaning there's not one thing everyone is wearing. There's not one color story dominating stores. There's not one jean rise out there and that's your only choice and too bad, so sad if it doesn't work for you. High rise and mid rise, they're not going to go away completely. High rise especially is still going strong. You know, mid rise was big for a couple of years. And then when high rise moved in, mid rise was not the thing anymore, but you've still been able to find it, right? 
So those things aren't going away. And the other thing to note is that you have to read clothing descriptions like a food label to see what the piece is made of. On one side, I looked at low rise with seven or seven and a quarter inches. On another, low rise was nine and a half, which is technically mid rise bordering on high rise. So, uh, you know, I guess when we've been seeing these ultra high rise, nine inches would be considered low, but it's not Britney Spears low, if you know what I mean. So don't feel like you're going to have to walk around with, you know, your underwear hanging out the back of your pants, which by the way, is also back. And we're, we're just going to leave that for other people. Anyway. All right. Final note on jeans. Rigid denim is the thing. Lots of brands are taking a break from stretch or they're just introducing, um, less, less stretchy, more structured denim. And while this might be terrible news to you from a, uh, comfort standpoint, think about the benefits of structured denim. Lots of women struggle with a little lower belly fluff. They call it the mommy tummy, a pooch, whatever we get. Like, well, how do I dress my mommy tummy? Quite often. If that is you, rigid denim is your best friend. It holds everything in really, really well. I know stretch is really, really comfortable, but it also stretches across that area and doesn't give any support. So Less stretch isn't always a bad thing if you want a little bit of shaping without, you know, throwing on some spanks. Now, do you have to hide your mommy tummy pooch, whatever you call it? No, of course you don't. But if that is an area that you struggle with, go try yourself some rigid denim and see what you think. Finally, let's wrap it up with dresses and skirts. Dress lengths are all over the place for spring. You're going to find midi and maxi dresses and everything in between. I've seen lots of dresses with cutouts on the side or below the bust and lots of slip dresses and square apron styles. Again, they're throwbacks. And also basically everything that is happening in tops, current in tops, is also happening for dresses like smocking and puff sleeves and baby doll styles, tears, all that good stuff. Everything that's in a shirt is also in a dress. Skirts are all over the place too, from mini to maxi, pencil to full. I don't feel like there's one skirt of the season that you should add to your wardrobe, but the biggest sort of themes that I'm seeing are tears, ruffles, wraps, and thigh-high slits. Some have a lower slit, but a lot of high slits out there. I've also seen a lot of longer denim skirt, like midi and maxi length are creeping in as well. We struggled a little bit with skirts for the spring capsule because we couldn't find a common thread that would be easy to replicate for a lot of different bodies or a lot of different styles um, and would go with a lot of things. Obviously, when we create the capsule guide, everything has to go with a lot of things. Statement skirts are really the biggest thing out there. And I love that one piece can be such a standout in a wardrobe. So if I was giving you advice about what skirt to add this season, it would be a statement skirt that lights you up and works best for your body and works with your wardrobe. The good news is this season, it is out there. There is something for everyone. I hope this episode has given you some insight into what's big for the season and given you some practical tips for making it easy to keep your wardrobe looking fresh and current. As always, always, always take what works for you and discard the rest. The most important thing is that you have fun with it and feel great in whatever you wear. 
Like I mentioned earlier, the spring capsule guide is on sale now and our Facebook community is open. This is the best place to get all of your style questions answered from me and your fellow style sisters. We've got outfit inspiration posts, monthly Q&As, info on sales, feedback on your outfits, seasonal style challenges. It's honestly the nicest, most supportive corner of the internet. And I would just love to have you join us. You can head to our website or the show notes, grab your copy of the spring capsule guide and get in the group. We would love to see you there. All right. That's it, friends. It is great to be back with you and I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye. Hey friend, thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.